The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. But has there ever been a time where you know that ideally, I want to be going into this match at, say, my blood sugar being eight? Has there ever been a time where your blood sugar has been lower or higher than that? Like, let's say, for example, you're playing a big game, mm. big game in the Olympics. You're nervous. The adrenaline's pumping, leading to your blood sugar spiking a lot. Has yeah. there ever been a time where you couldn't start the game because of your blood sugar? No, I have. Uh, now, I say no, but like, you know, because I would generally, you know, spot it but there there was in the lead up you know to the olympics we were obviously the way we were training i was in incredible shape i was my insulin sensitivity was really high i was taking next to nothing you know even when i was eating good meals there was just my body was just burning it and and and, and getting it getting through it without having to really do do anything but we were playing a warm-up tournament in Valencia before we before we went off to uh, Rio, and I found that week difficult. I remember a couple of times, you know, I, like I don't know if anyone's listening out there from Dextro Energy, you know, here sponsor me because that week I was <laughs> absolutely. I there was a couple of games where you know, fifteen minutes before in the warm-up, I was like, oh, I don't know, I'm I feel a bit low here. And I go over and like generally before a game like that, like 15 or 15 minutes or so before the game, I would always kind of jog over after doing whatever drill and, and just check myself because it was 15 minutes out that I had enough time that if I needed to kind of sit for a couple of minutes or, or take something on board, you know, I always found that that was good time for me to, to bring myself back into wherever I needed to go. And there was a couple of times that week where I was like, oh, I really feel shaky here. Like, you know, and I like that was over. You know, and luckily enough, like, you know, treated it and it was okay and I could go on. But um, that was probably the only time where I really felt like, you know, I've touch wood, you know, never had to like step off a pitch because of it, like during a game or anything like that. It it hasn't been an issue. Now, there's been games where I've finished at the end of it, like say at halftime, I check, I could check my blood sugar and it could be like six 
or, or 6.2 or whatever. And then at the end of the game, all of a sudden I'm like 13 and I'm like, Jesus, what happened there? Like, but it's like the adrenaline of the match going and building up to those last 10, 15 minutes of a game where, you know, it's, it's getting intense. It's, it's moving quicker. You're whatever's happened. And, and that, that's the way my body generally, you know, will go after a game and kind of creeps up a bit, but then it'll come straight back down probably an hour, an hour and a half after. Yeah, and I, I used to be the same like that when I was playing football where I would like to go into a match slightly higher than yeah. if I was just kind of sitting around, much like you, because I want to reduce the risks of crashing into a hypo, but then I don't want to be too high where mm. I feel as if I can't, I can't even play. Yeah, And I, I would have a similar finish to you like that where afterwards I would check my blood and they could be, you know, 12, 13, 14. Mm. But around that, would you always be patient with your bloods? And what I always say to people is, and particularly around exercise, because our bloods can kind of be more sensitive around that time and in relation to the direction that they might be going, sometimes it's always just best to kind of like hold off, be patient for an hour, see what direction they're going. Would you always have been like that? I, I I wouldn't have always been like that again it was kind of a trial and error kind of thing you know it, but kind of to to the point where I'm at now and to point where I was probably at for the guts of my 20s because at that stage you know I, I'd, I'd had it for so long and I'd had so many different experiences and, and I'd learned these things that I would like you know like you see it ever after a game the lads are like you know getting getting a protein shake or getting something on board to kind of to start the recovery process but I would just for an hour after the game I would just I would check my blood I wouldn't eat anything you know I wouldn't bring anything on that maybe I'd have to maybe take a little bit of insulin or anything like that I'd let myself settle out let my body kind of calm down and then an hour after check where I'm at and then begin to, you know, like get my food on board and like all of this kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I found because I'd had that before, you know, where I come in and I'd be like, oh, Jesus, I'm 13 here, 14. I'll take a couple of units of insulin here. And then all of a sudden I'm sitting at three and I'm like, oh, Jesus, like, you know, and then you're playing the yo-yo game and it's going up and down and you're going and then you're never catching it, you know, or it's very difficult. I've, I've found it can be tricky at times because of course, inevitably, we're going to get highs and lows. That's just part of it. Mm. But in a way, it can sometimes feel like our blood sugar is kind of fragile in that way. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, if you have one high or one low, inevitably, you're going to have them. But one high or one low can be the catalyst to you step it onto that blood sugar roller coaster of yeah. up and down and up and down. And you're kind of constantly on the back foot. Yeah. From somebody who is as active as you are and has has done so much in sport, with just your day-to-day, Alan, what do you think is like the most beneficial factor to your diabetes management? What do you think is is the number one standout piece piece of management that you use to help keep you stable? Two things I would do every day. And, and like it's as basic as anything but like i make sure i drink enough water and i make sure i move in some way th- throughout the day like um obviously now like life is a bit different i'm not full-time athlete anymore i'm, I'm working you know a, an office job so it's you don't you just you don't move as much so i make sure there is 
there is times in the day and I always make time for myself for to get out and move. And even if it's only, even if I only walk for 45 minutes, it's, I, I get out and I move because if I don't move, it, you just, I just don't feel right. And if I don't drink enough water again, that's probably the biggest thing for me I find is that, you know, if I'm, if I'm drinking enough water, I'm going to feel well and I'm, my levels are going to be a lot better. Um, you know, that th- those two things for me would be, would be massive. Water is so, so important. And I think it's not valued as much as it should be in relation to diabetes because essentially it can be so simple to to do. It can be so easy to drink water throughout the day. And sometimes because it's so simple, yeah, you don't value it as much. Yeah. But if there's anybody listening here who doesn't drink much water <laughs> and you're type 1 diabetic, please, please, please drink more water. At least two or three liters a day. It's very, very important. And you're hearing that from an Olympian. So he he knows what he's talking about. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Insulon podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.